Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 102 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for teaching us more of your ways in your word. Help us learn today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Matthew chapter 13. Jesus tells parables. We have read about the sower who went out to sow seeds. Verse 12 is meaningful for me, as Jesus said, for whoever has spiritual knowledge, to him will more be given, and he will be furnished richly, so that he will have abundance. But from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. As we read the word, we gain the spiritual knowledge Jesus talks about. In fact, Jesus says we will have it in abundance. Let us pursue wisdom in Christ as the spiritual wishes are many and will continue to grow. Another verse that stands out to me is verse 22, which says, As for what was sown among thorns, this is he who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the pleasure and delight and glamour and deceitfulness of the riches choke and suffocate the word and it yields no fruit. This is a passage to meditate on. Let us not let the cares of the world or riches or glamour or deceitfulness choke the blessings of the word, but prize the word above all else. Of particular interest is the parable about the man who buried something precious he had found. Then he went to sell everything he owned to buy the field. In verses 45 and 46, Jesus said again, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who is a dealer in search of fine and precious pearls, who on finding a single pearl of great price went and sold all he had and bought it. Oh, if we could consider the kingdom of heaven as more precious than all the pearls on this earth and truly prize it, how close to the kingdom of heaven would we come on this earth? I understand the distractions of the world all too well. There are our families, our jobs, financial strain, so many things to do, so many things to see, goals to be met, and everything else under the sun that takes us away from kingdom living. Let us slow it all down for even just a moment in this day and meditate on the perfection of the kingdom of heaven, the perfection of our God and King. Let us receive the better portion today, the one that draws us closer to God. Jesus went back to Nazareth where his own people took offense at him. They thought they knew him and his family and didn't see how he had acquired the wisdom he had. Their doubt impacted Jesus' ability to do any great works there. Let us not suffer the same fate. Let's pray for an increase in faith so we will be able to see the miracle-working power of the Lord. We start a new book today in the New Testament, the book of Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1. Paul mentors Timothy in the ways of pastorhood. Paul enlisted Timothy on a second missionary journey, which we read about in Acts chapter 16. He was associated with Paul until the end of his ministry. We read that Paul left Timothy in Ephesus to minister to the people there because they were being impacted by false teachers. He was to teach them about love. In verse 5, Paul writes, Whereas the object and purpose of our instruction in charge is love, which springs from a pure heart and a good, clear conscience and sincere, unfeigned faith, There were people who wanted to learn about the Mosaic law, and Paul knew this was contrary to grace, the true gospel that he taught. Then Paul reminds us of his past when he persecuted Christians. He is so grateful for God's grace. In verse 14, he wrote, And the grace, unmerited favor and blessing of our Lord, actually flowed out super abundantly and beyond measure for me, accompanied by faith and love that are to be realized in Christ Jesus. 
As Paul received God's grace thousands of years ago, let us receive his grace in all its fullness today. No matter what our past is made of, we are forgiven as Paul was. We simply have to believe it as Paul did. He was used in a mighty way by God, and I believe in part due to his ability to receive from God. If he'd have pushed God's grace away, I don't believe he could have been as effective as he was as a teacher or a preacher. Let's not let our feelings get in the way of believing and receiving today. Let's see what's happening with the Israelites in Joshua chapter 17. Well, this is about the tribe of Manasseh, who was firstborn of Joseph. If you remember, half the tribe of Manasseh had already been given their portion on the east side of the Jordan. Moses reluctantly gave it to them at the time, but they assured Moses they would still go to battle to help the remaining Israelites take over all the lands when it came time to fight. They merely wanted to settle their wives, children, and livestock while waiting for the battle to begin. We also read about the five women who had no sons and went to ask for land. If they had not received it, their name would be forever eliminated. The Lord made provision for such a situation. Since the two tribes of Joseph were so large, they asked Joshua for additional land. Joshua gave them the land, a hill that was covered in trees. He told them to clear it and they could have it. However, the tribes were afraid of the numbers of the Canaanites living there. Joshua assured them they could take the land and evacuate the Canaanites, but their fear held them back. They didn't drive out the Canaanites here either, and this will definitely impact them in the years to come. The lesson I see here is that when we ask for more blessings and God gives us a task, we need to complete it according to his instructions. He sees the future that we cannot. Let us be diligent in serving the Lord as he asks us to do and ask him to help us do all that he asks us to do for his glory. Let's not let fear stop us from God's best for us. In Joshua chapter 18, there were seven tribes who hadn't passed over and taken their rightful place in the promised land. Joshua sent three leaders from each tribe out to survey the land and report back to him. They did this, and the first lot was given to the tribe of Benjamin. You can read all about the boundaries of their land. Again, I see God working in the details. He works in the details of our lives as well. Psalm 102 was written by someone in captivity, likely in Babylonian captivity. The author is unknown, but is supposed by some to be Daniel. Whoever the author truly was, he was in distress and probably identified the distress of the rest of the Israelites. He is sure God's mercy and loving kindness is still for Zion. In verse 18, he writes, Let this be recorded for the generation yet unborn, that a people yet to be created shall praise the Lord. The author wants to be sure he leaves a legacy for future generations to know they should praise the Lord. I love verses 25 through 28 as the psalmist talks about God as existing from the beginning of time and will continue to exist through eternity and God never changes. The psalmist may not experience God's mercy, but he knows God is merciful. Yes, God is merciful and gracious. He is faithful. Let us praise him today. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word that shows us just how great you are. You are great and greatly to be praised. You are merciful, gracious, and faithful. May we receive these blessings from you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.